slime balls we're back for another episode of it's just beer school yeah i don't know what what we're gonna talk about or what people might learn but we'll see what happens well these are gonna be kind of short just quick episodes and we might go off on our little tirades but we might not maybe we'll just stick to the cold hard facts we might might. sometimes the facts need a little flair though yeah, sometimes. Um, so this is something that we have talked about a lot, and we've gotten this question many times, and I, I know I've asked the question many times. Ooh. But what is the difference between a stout and a porter? <laughs> Did, didn't we talk about this like a few podcasts ago? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very certain... I mean, we we, that we talked about maybe we we touched on it because I, I always remember being like, well, a stout is the darkest, deepest of all porters, hence why it's called a stout. Oh. It's the stoutest of all porters. Well, you know, the actual original name was Stout Porter. Yeah, it was. I mean, a stout. I, I feel like, you know, it's kind of like all ciders are wines, but not all wines are ciders. I mean, all, all all port all stouts are porters, but not all porters are stouts. Maybe I don't know. Let's uh, first. I think we'll get into the history of the of the stout. Oh, oh he's gonna do history. I'm surprised. Yeah. So as with most things in beer, you can kind of go back to like 18th century England. You know, I feel like a lot of styles were kind of invented then and there in england yeah germany was already like 700 years ahead of them they were but i mean germany just kind of does their own thing they don't really they don't stray too far from the path you know i know but they were they were setting purity laws in 1512 dog they were but like i said they weren't straying from the path which without straying from the path we wouldn't have wonderful things such as our our stout um and this is, you know, this is speculation. It it says that it comes from a pub somewhere in an undescribed pub. There's no name or whatever, but somewhere in England in the 18th century. And there was this barman just blending shit until it was dope, as our uh, our dear friend Pete from Equilibrium says. Is that what he says? Yeah, he said it that one time when we were oh. when we did the episode with him. He. Ooh. We were just talking, and that was, like, one of the things that really stuck with me that he said. He's like, oh, you know, some people are super scientific, and they go hard in the paint, and some people just blend shit until it's dope. And I uh, I liked I liked that he said that. I thought that was that was a funny thing. That was just something that stuck with me. So this uh, this dude blended shit until it was dope. He, uh, he took, like, what was it? It was a, uh, he took, like, a traditional porter and then started mixing it with, dark lagers and other shit and it gave it that that roasty toasty flavor of a stout which one of the main difference argued is roasted barley versus unmalted um 
fuck. God damn it. Now that I'm on the, now that I'm on the spot, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Read your notes. Read I, your I, notes. I I will read my notes. You little learned slut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so porter is malted barley, which are you familiar with the malting process? Do you you know what that is in grains? Getting the the grain to germinate and then cutting off the germination. Yes, because it produces the the enzymes, those beta amylases that help in conversion of starches so that them sugies breaks down those little sugar trains. Fuck you. Stop looking at me like that, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know how to handle my, my big boy using big science words at me. Yeah, well, it breaks down them chains that makes those sugars more more eatable so them yeasties can chomp down on it. It's basically, you know, like taking a giant cow and then just sectioning it out because you're not gonna you're not just gonna go eat an entire cow i mean some people might but you gotta you gotta break that shit down so it's more consumable sure so that is essentially the process of malting your grain is to make it more fermentable now with unmalted grains that's usually more for color and flavor profile so they're not very fermentable. You what, can't what flavor profile? Oh, you know, stuff like coffee, chocolate. Okay. Yeah. You get that from kilning these unmalted grains. Basically, it's kind of like it's similar to coffee. You you roast them, you toast them, and then you fucking you know, then they're delicious. Yeah. So, that is the main difference is unmalted roasted barley for stouts. And then malted barley for porters. So Unmalted for stouts, malted for porters. Correct. All right. Yeah, I'm just making sure I followed. I started trailing off. So that's kind of like, that's the main difference that I, I feel like most people have agreed upon. But it's just, it kind of is up to the, the brewer themselves. If they want to call it a stout or a porter, because... After that, that barman in the 18th century London, England pubs was blending shit until it was dope. People kind of reverse engineered it so that they could main or uh, they could obtain those um, those flavors and shit through actual brewing and not through blending. Yeah, I feel like you want to be able to brew the beer and get what you need out of it, not blending, not blend it. Right. And, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, but through all that, that experimentation, that straying from the path that we were talking about earlier, ABV went up and all these awesome flavors of roasted coffee and chocolate and shit like that. So mm. I guess if you really want to be favorites. yeah, if you want to be a dick about it, you can say the type of grain used and also the ABV content, which originally was the main kind of differences. But now you got porters that are. 10% and you still have some stouts that are rocking like a 5-6%. Yeah. But I kind of feel like uh, in this stage of the game if you're going to feed me a stout, if you're going to produce a stout that's 5-6%, to 6%, it, it better like rock my socks off. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to peel back all the skin off my wiener and expose the cartilaginous spongy tissue <laughs> and just make it shrivel in the sun like a raisin 
Um, <laughs> that was really intense. Uh, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't have the high ABV to kind of like give you that thrust behind your flavor, and you hand me a stout, it's like, oh, here's a stout. Like, I hate to use them, but Guinness is a perfect example. Like, they're 4.8%, sort of right around that 5% well, mark. Yeah, they're the original. Well, not the original, but they kind of made the stout what it is today. Without, yeah, yeah. Without Guinness, it wouldn't be like it is. Well, I mean, that's that's not fair to say, I guess. I'm sure like somebody would have done it, but they really made it pop off. That's what it says yeah. in my notes. <laughs> it says Guinness made shit pop off. Oh, my. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing about uh, Guinness, though. And like, it's kind of like a, hey, great job. And also, you're not that good at the same time. Like, they were the pioneers. And, and for me, Guinness was like the gateway uh, stout. Yeah, absolutely. Realizing that, what well, you know what? Like, drinking these like pilsners and these just fucking like skunky lagers and shit like i don't i don't really like this i thought i did but i didn't and then uh yeah for sure guinness, i'm like oh and then guinness got me onto other things but at the same time though compared to like so many like micro brews and stuff so i'll use the classic our classic uh left hands nitro milk milk stout i mean it's Flavor-wise, Guinness is water. It's water comparatively to most of these other really good stouts in that alcohol by volume range. I and agree. And the Imperial stouts, it's just like those things barely even touching the flavor of Imperials. No, They're flavor-loaded, and it's awesome. Absolutely. I really think that Left Hand Nitro is the benchmark of not only milk stouts, but I think stouts in general – I can agree with that. Because it's extremely well-balanced, and like I've said many times before, that a lot of milk stouts, they're kind of sour. They kind of have like that little bit of tang to them from the lactose. But Left Hand doesn't. It's like an actual sweet stout. It's like if Guinness was actually good. Which Guinness is yeah. good, so you know, don't get me wrong when I, I say that. I just mean you kind of don't really need to drink Guinness anymore once you've discovered left hand nitro milk stout. Give us free stuff. Left hand, give us free stuff. Yeah, please. <laughs> um no, and, and I I agree. And Guinness was there, you know. We pay homage to Guinness. Cuz Guinness got us started, you know. Absolutely. Left beers like Left Hand and and uh Southern Tier. I was drinking the Blackwater series very early on in my my craft career, let's say, you know, fuck. When I mean, when we started, you and I started hanging out quite a bit. When when the fuck was that? Like 2011, 2012? Dude, I don't remember. It's been it's been a long time at this point. It's been close to ten years. For and sure. We were and we were putting down the original Blackwater series. We were putting down the mochas the and the mochas, chocolates. Yeah. Um, and when Warlock was still. Blackwater series. Oh yeah, still that that nice ten percent. Oh yeah, it was so good. But um, you know, you had those around, and like those were like amazing, and it, like what a big step up from from you know Guinness, right? Or, like Young's Double Chocolate Stout, or oh yeah, you know, and any of those things that come across the pond. Like that's the only like real stouts you could find. And you start finding these American made stouts from these microbreweries. Or just craft breweries, I should say, because I don't even think Southern Tier was micro at that point. Um, yeah. You know, and then 
it just went from there. And like we had talked about um, in many podcasts ago with a certain guest, you know, some people don't make it past that Southern tier stage. If like you're a stout fan, you know, or just like, you know, beer quality in general, like those Southern tier Blackwater series are kind of like upper tier, top tier shelf beer. Yeah, until for you, sure. Until you start getting into like the really sought after secondary market right. breweries. Yeah. No, I I agree with that completely. It's like you you don't realize that there's levels to the game. You don't realize that for every amazing stout that you've ever had, like there's one that's ten times better from some brewery you've never heard of from a state that you wouldn't expect it to be from mm-hmm. which is why i think it's really cool that with all this experimentation being done and that has been done in the past to get us to this point this these days where we have all these fucking amazing stouts and i know a lot of people still kind of are traditionalists and they still they like things to be simple and they they kind of see these experimentations as like bastardized bastardized versions of the the shit that they like it's like it's it's too much why do you need that why does your why do your bass drums have to go 250 beats per minute <laughs> 200 not fast enough like doesn't it doesn't even sound good yeah so it, it's in, it's interesting to see because there's so many people that like that stuff so I I think it's just unfair to say that that stuff's not good. I I think it's unfair to say anything's not good. I don't. If something is not your your jam, like sours for me, almost every sour I have is gonna be shitty. But I've gotten much better at putting the bias aside and being like, this isn't bad. It's not something that I want to drink, but I can drink it. But we definitely we have had them. There yeah. are definitely objective reality bad beers yeah and ciders and wines and everything definitely it's just it that couldn't be good by anybody's standards right because you you know something bad happened like something that's not supposed to happen yeah for sure that definitely happens i then i think it's fair to be like oh like something went wrong with this and they put it out anyways or they just didn't realize yeah no, and that's possible. I think more often than not, though, you're never going to have a bad beer. Yeah. It, it'll it'll be below your expectations, um, or it's just going to be, like, your your average, like, yeah, it tastes like every other, like, Hallmark style, you know, in this genre. For uh, sure. And that's, and that's that, and that's almost, that's almost a terrible thing. Like it's a compliment and it's a terrible compliment though. It's like you know what you be, the beer's fine. Drink it tastes it tastes like a lager. It tastes like a sour IPA. It tastes like a stout. It tastes how those things should. But yeah. it's not amazing. It's just run of the mill. And, yeah. I mean, congratulations because you you did it. It's just it's not amazing. That's all. And and speaking of, uh, kind of want to I guess backtrack but keeping going with that. Breweries, you didn't expect to have things that were good. Um, I remember when I first had Treehouse's, uh, that's what she said. 
Right. Their the most out. out. Yeah, that's a really that's, good one. That's a really good one. And it's only like 5% or 5.5%. I really think it's a little bit more than that, but. I don't think it is, dog. I'm pretty sure because I'm just like, because it's, it's like treehouse prices, but it's only like five and a half percent. You know what I mean? Like, treehouse isn't terrible, but sorry to de- not derail, but I just thought of something. Like, have you ever seen a milk porter or a porter with lactose or anything like something like that? Like, advertises nothing, nothing that? that? Nothing that I'm familiar with that I can think of. Interesting. I may have, but I doubt it. It would have been something like I would have tried with Tor. Yeah, for sure. I think just kind of going back to the the differences between stouts and porters. Upon doing the the very <laughs> small amount of research I actually did on them, because when I I I asked, did you shit yourself? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I I wanted to do this as a little mini episode, so I was like, all right, let me look up expecting there to be kind of like a good good amount of meat to it good amount of uh stuff to talk about and then when i kind of came to the conclusion of what the difference was it was like it wasn't much it's really just the difference between those two grains used in the actual the beer itself so malted or unmalted barley yeah but like i was saying though i feel like we should like porters more than stouts because by the the definition of the grain bill yeah by definition the porter should be a little bit more sweeter a little bit more uh i guess pastry ish yeah i mean the thing is though every time i have a porter it's roasty interesting it's almost always like it's 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 and not in a bad way roasty it's it's roasty how I would expect a regular old stout to be. You know, it's almost like a porter reminds me of like a roastier uh, brown ale. Yeah, it's just like a like a like a step up from that. Yeah, you get more body to it. You get more roasty sweetness. But yeah, by definition of it, like malted grains are going to be sweeter than those unmalted kilned grains that are going to give you stuff like coffee and chocolate which i think people confuse chocolate like when i see i'm like oh a chocolate stout that's gonna be like chocolate and like no because real actual chocolate chocolate like pure chocolate's more on the bitter side well cacao yeah yeah but even cacao is bitter it is but you but chocolate is a derivative of cacao well, that's what I'm saying. That's where chocolate comes from, right. is cacao. Right. But it's, you know, I think when people think chocolate, they instantly assume milk chocolate, which is sweet. Right. Um, I'm, I'm not particularly a fan of milk chocolate. I prefer dark chocolate, things that are, it's sweet still, but it's like a bittersweet, and it's really nice. Which is why bittersweet is probably one of your favorites. Oh, dude, bittersweet. God damn it. So Shout good. out to Left Hand again. Yeah, like send us free stuff, uh, dude. Send me cases of bittersweet. I'll pay for them. Like I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> please send me cases of bittersweet. Listen, I'm holed up at home. I can't go out, or I shouldn't go out. I miss tour, man. I haven't seen tour in so long. Yeah, like I, I genuinely miss him. I hope and he's fuck tour. 
also <laughs> because Tor Tor is one of those guys that I truly enjoy his presence and having him around being yeah. around him and he never fucking hangs out. Yeah. He's he's a really positive person too. He never really like he's never negative with anything or No. He's a good dude. He's one of the best bosses I've ever had too. Like one of the only bosses that I've ever had that was like completely level headed about everything and understanding of everything and knows how to handle a situation that most people would kind of flip out in or be mad at. Most bosses we got to get him out of that situation and get him into something that's going to be more suited for him. Yeah, I I agree. I agree for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we're but working now. On, we're working on I, it. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, what are you drinking? I am drinking the classic American Pilsner from Sloop. How is it? I remember it's really Harrison good. had a big heart on for it. No, it's good. Like. They wanted to say that, that this is their take on a macro lager. Yeah. Which I can see it, but this is – I really enjoy this. I still think it's leagues above a regular macro lager because it's – you know, while they use similar ingredients that a macro lager would be made out of, the shit that they're getting, I have to imagine, is still better quality and still, because it's a, on a smaller scale, it was produced with, I will say, more love. Mm-hmm. If Harrison Harrison made it, so obviously more love. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, I saw him yesterday. We did some social distancing, hanging out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's getting tough, man. People are cracking hard. People are cracking hard. Well, I mean, I had I had some beers I wanted to give him, and he had some beers he wanted to give me. So I mean, you know, whatever. I, that's I don't feel like that's a big deal, but I feel like there's a lot of people who are already just like, yeah, I'm making tacos tonight. Come on over, eat some tacos with me. Or people people who are going to other people's houses and hanging out close proximity, in oh, excuse me, inside a house. Yeah. We all know those people. We all know who they are. <laughs> but it's uh, it's sad. You shouldn't do that. You should sit your ass at home still. You're a fucking adult. You can get through this. Yeah, I think outside of, you know, stopping up to see you from a distance, of course, to give you certain things and seeing Harrison, I've been home. I've gone to the grocery store like three times and maybe more than a month now for sure yeah yeah uh kim and i are pretty good we go to the grocery store once a week for the most part every now and again might have to be twice and every now and again and being the same trip i hit up lowe's because i need things from lowe's Hmm. but you know i'm a pretty good boy pretty good boy but i did stop in to get some takeout wednesday night from uh old barnwood Uh on the road which uh I'm like, hey, do you guys still have the Founders Curmudgeon's Better Half on tap? They still like, did, yep. didn't they? Oh, of course they do. Because who the <laughs> fuck in rural ass Green County is going to be drinking a barrel aged English strong ale? Fucking me, Uncle Dan. That's it, um, dude. And it's sixty four ounce growler, twenty three bucks. Jesus, 
It's 12.7%, bro. No, and, and it's, it's delicious, too. Dude, it's really good. And honestly, something I didn't notice the first time I was drinking it, uh, when I got it uh, in a growler, it's got really good chocolate notes in it that I never picked up on before. Yeah? I don't, dude, it's, it's like weird, like really subtle, like raisins, chocolate with a, like a nice roast character, but not, not too toasty. Mm. What you drinking there, boy? Is that the curmudgeons? Yeah, that's what oh, I'm nice. drinking right Okay. Now. So that's, I think we should do, we should do that more of explaining the styles and actually picking a few styles and really getting into into what they are exactly what makes no, things i agree because there's a lot that i don't even fucking know oh dude there's pff, absolutely i'm sure there's some really obscure styles um food i went down a rabbit hole uh, like a, a beer to guard ago. yeah what, what the fuck is that i don't know dude harrison told me what it was yesterday and i don't remember it's like a fruited fucking uh, you know what i'm not even gonna try to I'm not even going to butcher it. Yeah. We'll do that well, like, in another episode. But how would you, you know, determine the difference between, like, say, something like a lambic versus a fruited beer? Like, yeah, we're all this. Um, I had a, a an epiphany while we were speaking on this podcast. An epiphone? Yep, an epiphone. A shitty Mexican-made <laughs> Gibson wannabe. Um. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. It's a good idea, and we'll 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 speak more about this off the record when this is all said and done. But agreed, I do like I do have some ideas that popped into my head. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've kind of covered our bases. I mean, with, yeah, we have. With it, we have. So. I mean, if, is there anything else? We, I mean, we got the official podcast we're going to be doing tomorrow. Yep. Um. Fuck, I don't really feel like ending now. What am I gonna do for the rest of the night? Well, I mean, we can still we can still kind of talk and bounce ideas off and for yeah future episodes. But I kind of wanted to keep these around a half an hour, and we're at twenty six minutes now. Oh, so that's perfect. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> this is just kind of testing the waters to try to see like a beer school. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. I dig it. And I think, um, you know, if anybody who's listening, if you ever feel like giving us feedback, you can reach out to us via our Instagram or an email address that is there. It's just beerpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. All one word. You know, or if you're just one of our friends and you happen to listen, like, let us know if this is something that you'd like to hear more of. I have a feeling we're not going to give you a choice, at least for a few more of these episodes. Um, but yeah, it's just a little alternative. You know, we're, we're, we can't see each other uh, in close proximity right now. And, um, you know, now I have my interface hooked up, my microphone hooked up. So hopefully uh, the quality of our voices and everything will come through much, much better uh, for, for everybody at home listening. I agree. No, I think that's a good uh, good plus spot to end it. Yes, yes, it is, Uncle Dan. <laughs> hey, you were a real good sport, and I appreciate you uh, sticking through me, stumbling through my shit. Because 
now that it's like a kind of almost prepared type thing, it's just, I don't know. Things work much better when we just flow and we just talk shit, you know? I thought this was fun for the most part. When you started like script reading in a way, you weren't, but like in a way, I would just, that's why I, I started laughing like this fucking cocksucker. I know. I felt weird. I don't like it. It's because it's not natural. Script reading's not natural, man. No. Unless you have it memorized and you'd be like, oh, well. <laughs> and I did when I was actually doing this research. I got more shit on it because once I found out, I'm like, oh, there's not really much of a difference. So I, I kind of got into the whole, the uh, not a hundred percent every little detail of the malting. I mean, I did, but I wrote I wrote it down in a sense that would be a little bit more digestible. Um, we should try to get um, Zane from Subversive on here. Yeah, because they do have their own their malting they, house. Their own malt house. Yeah. We'll reach out to our baby boy and see if he can hook it up. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, and you know at least. If he wants to just do a call-in or we can try to, you know, do an in-person thing in September. At some point, or, yeah. Whatever, yeah. All right. All right, you spooty-ass motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. We Spoot. out until tomorrow. And I guess, you know, you can always you just remember that it's still it's just, just beer. It's still just beer school. Yeah. Oh, that was lame. Ugh. All right.